This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio Season 5, Episode 42. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 42 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funihetten and Randy Zuckenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Zuckenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funihetten. And today, I think, Randy, this might be our first international podcast. So today, we're welcoming Josefina Basomi of the Pinal Foundation in Santiago, Chile. And Panal, Spanish for honeycomb, is a nonprofit organization that empowers students to become active agents of change in their communities and schools. And the program consists of seven extracurricular sessions hosted on Saturdays with the objective of promoting student leadership through the development of social-emotional abilities. Learners learn to empathize with others and act according to ethical norms, recognize people and institutions that offer support, establish and maintain healthy social relationships with diverse people, practice active listening, how to cooperate with others to find resolution to conflicts, and ultimately make responsible decisions regarding ethical standards, personal well-being, and others. And we're really excited to have us uh, joining us is Josefina from the foundation. And Josefina is joining us from Chile this morning. So good morning, Josefina. Good morning. And let's thank you for inviting us. We're thrilled to have you with a conversation today. Looking forward to learning more about your organization. So let's start with learning more about you. Tell us about yourself, Josefina. Well, uh, I was born in Santiago. And we moved to Curicó and I lived there until I was 18. Then I moved again to Santiago to study psychology, but it's my dream. Um, first, I study college and then, then psychology. Um, because of my interest, I my, my first uh, professional pr- practice was in an education institution and and also it's an adult education institution. Um, then I, I work in an investigation uh, that calls goals for the future of young people in conflict with law, interaction with, with their family, neighborhood and social institutions. Um, our in- interest there was to know how young people and also what is in conflict with the law can uh, can 
have some dreams that in are um, dreams that can live uh, with other people um, that are maybe uh, not in conflict with um, the society and how these this goals are constructed. And then um, I, I started to work in Panau and now I'm the coordinator of the training area. And my work there is being uh, to deepen the knowledge of the theoretical basis that sustain our program and propose improvement to the training material and the program basis of the feedback of the teachers and the students. And now um, design the evaluations of as the result of the program. So share with us, Josefina, how did you get connected to the foundation? Did the foundation exist before you arrived there? What was that thing that brought you to Penal? Yes, um, it's a young foundation, um, but I, I, before I hear about um, Penal, a little bit, um, at the university, because the organization um, have almost six years of work and they have a lot of volunteers at universities. And uh, when I went graduated of psychology, I started looking for a job that focuses on increasing the participation of people, especially participation within the community so that the people can be agents of their community and their own lives. And I, I told different people of I was looking for that. And a person from another organization told me about the nice job Panal did and was doing with teenagers, seeking to promote their empowerment. And for this, we invited, they invited to make projects, to make positive changes uh, in their educational community. So I love that. And since I had no heard from programs that did something similar and was very related to my interest. So I left my resume uh, and they had just in the process of looking for a person from the position of tra training coordinator. And I was selected. So a good fit between um, Panal Foundation's uh, mission as well as Josephina's passions and interests. Yes, I was very lucky. Yeah, sounds like a great fit. So um, as we talked before we got started, Panal was recently recognized as a 100 2019 innovator. Tell us uh -huh. what about uh, Panal led to this international recognition? Well, when I came to the organization, I something here uh, among my team talks about 100 and it's annual awards to innovation education, but we had never applied before. We Because I think, <laughs> because I, I, I wasn't there, but because we are little, we are beginning um, our work and in process to grow, um, but 
last year after five years of work, uh, we decided to apply because we felt confident that what we were proposing was totally innovative for that what happens every day in classrooms and in Chile, uh, but also in the world. We are very proud of having won this recognition and we are recognized about, uh, because our innovation, but also our impact and scalability. We are very, very happy and proud, and we we share it with people. And now, in, in our sign in the email, you can yes. see. Yes, <laughs> and you should be very proud of that too, because it is a a pretty select group uh, doing some really interesting interesting work. So let's zoom in a little bit um, on these extracurricular sessions. Uh, that yeah. are part of the program. Describe for us in some detail, what, what does that look like? How, how can our listeners um, get a better idea of what kind of work you're doing um, with learners in these extracurricular sessions? We, we have a workshop. Um, that's our program that uh, have 10 session of, sessions of three hours each with a total of 30 participants and the participants are students from seventh grade to third grade who met in teams of five students. Uh, the sessions are led by a facilitator that was usually a teacher or someone with experience in leading workshops with adolescents and three mentors that is very important because these mentors uh, are uh, in the groups to guide the work of the team teams and accompany them in the reflections and so uh, that's um that's <laughs> innovative because in the classroom you have um in chile at least one person uh, many times with 45 students. Mm -hmm. So um, the sessions have a ludic uh, space, a reflective time, and also learning by doing component. Generally, the sessions begin and end with a short game to motivate the students. There is also a part of session that focuses more on practicing, practicing and reflecting on some social emotional skill, uh, maybe uh, empathy, um, self knowledge, uh, growth mindset, mm -hmm. and grit. Uh, these are the four social emotional skills that, that we are focused on. Yeah. And later we relate this uh, with the work in actions of change that it the projects that students proposed in their school. Um, the actions of change, um, the students carry out to solve a problem that they identify in their educational community. Um, they are learned center because since the real content of the sessions has to do with the emotions of the students, their interest their dreams, what affects them, or what they perceive is important in their community. So the methodology 
allows working around those contents. So sounds like some really interesting work and you've selected those um, social emotional <laughs> abilities. Why do you think it's important to focus on those particular um, focus areas? Well, for us, um, we understand that it's, it, it is key to work on social emotional skills because we understand that empowerment is not an individual process. So our goal is empowerment and and it's not individual. You can't empower yourself and uh, not relate yourself with others. So it's a social process and we need to develop social emotional abilities to work with others and more important to connect with others. If we lock ourselves, it is difficult, for example, to have an impact uh, in our community. Uh, therefore, we need students to understand and feel how relevant it is to be empathetic with the people around us. Uh, make big changes. Most of the time, we need to work uh, cooperatively with others and to cooperate, is it, it, it's important to know what I can contribute to my team. That is why we care about working safe, safe knowledge. And in addition, we seek to develop a growth mindset in students because many times we can identify problems in our environment, problems that matter to us and want to do something about it, but we feel unable to do anything. Mm -hmm. This is important to develop mindset, a mindset that allows students to have positive expectations of themselves and to know that it always possible to improve, that they can overcome frustration they may have when they not achieve an objective at the first time attempt. Mm -hmm. So earlier, um, you mentioned a couple of different phrases that really, I think, caught my attention and piqued my curiosity. Um, you mentioned mm -hmm. learning by doing, you mentioned learner-centered, empowerment, and projects. So mm -hmm. give us an example of what what has been one of the projects um, that the learners in the in the program have pursued or worked on? Well, this year, um, a few no no a few weeks ago, um, I worked with students for a project, and I I I I was the mentor in this panel. Um, the project was carried out to keep common spaces clean and raise awareness among students that the people who clean the space are people of flesh and blood. So um, so what they did was the, the staff of the cleaning staff talked by all the classroom, introducing themselves to the students and telling who they are so that the students were aware that they care and uh, and cleaning depends on everyone using the common spaces. Um, they also generated a campaign with posters to remember the, this message, with images of the of the of the other uh, people, um, the personal, and um, also they talk uh, with the, the for they help with with this action. Uh huh. Very interesting. Very interesting. So it's uh, it's been 
been interesting to learn about uh, this program in a country that's different uh, than the country that that we're in. Um, so in our last part of our podcast here, we mm -hmm. always invite our guests to share some resources um, for our listeners. And, and our listeners really enjoy this part, too, because, um, you know, educators love resources. So, um, Josefina, uh, three, three, three lightning round questions. Are you ready for them? Yes. Okay. So our first question, who is one expert our listeners should connect with to learn more about learners becoming agents of change in their communities? Uh, I should say Mark Zimmerman. Uh, he's a professor, psychology professor. Um, also, he's a researcher. Um, he's director of the Prevention Research Center of Michigan, um, and uh, his research focuses on adolescents' health and resiliency, and um, and also empowerment theory. So I, I hear about him in the university, and now is uh, essential in our work on Panal. Um, his work on adolescents. Um, examines how positive factor in adolescents' lives help them overcome risks and face them. Um, and uh, on empowerment theory includes the measurement and analysis of psychological and community empowerment. If you were recommending one book to our listeners, what would it be? Well, I recommend that, <laughs> this book because I love them and because I think it's really important to, to read it. Um, it's Pedagogy of the Press by Paulo Freire. This book is published in 1968, and it's valued for critical pedagogy as one of his foundation writings. Yes, this is that's a that's a book that uh, is very popular in our country yes. as well. So uh, very good to hear that yes. we've got many similarities here. All right, so Josefina, you've come across to us very much as a learner, um, doing this this good work here in Chile. And uh, so, how do you keep on learning? Uh, what online site, resource, or person do you learn from regularly? Okay. Um, well, for my work, I occasionally visit the characterlab.org website. Okay. Can you say and, that one more uh, time again? On this website, and and it was being very useful for me because it very linked to our work in Panel and uh, of the training. It is um, a website about strengths of char character. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in the web in the website, they present different playbooks, each one on a specific uh, specific strength of character. Uh, these playbooks are ready to use, um, but I prefer the the free resources these <laughs> websites. <laughs> Uh, give you uh, with activities you can download and use with your students. That's uh, these are activities to work on some strengths of char character. It sounds like a great resource. 
yes, there are books of grit, gratitude, purpose, social intelligence, persistence, and, and others. Yeah, it sounds like it aligns to your work and interests. So thank yes. you for sharing those uh, resources with us. All right, last question. What's next for you and the, and the foundation, Josefina? What are you working on now that you would like to share with our audience? Well, um, we are in a, in a moment in the, in the organization with a lot of changes because um, last year we have a process evaluation of an external uh, of an university that uh, help us evaluate our processes. And after this evaluation, we, we have some conclusions that have to do with uh, the format of the program. So now we are in this process, uh, we, we move to the, uh, the, the seven sessions to 10 sessions. And now we work not in the, the Saturdays in universities, but within the schools with uh, less students because before it was about 100 students in one panel. Now we have 30 students. Um, and we are leaving these changes. So my work, it is... Um, to, to make the changes in the planification and in the future create an evaluation to all these changes we are we are um, working on now. Sounds like you're using some feedback to make some changes and integrate into a learning environment a little differently from when it started uh, with the yes. Saturday session. So sounds like exciting work. Thank you so much for joining us, Josefina. We enjoyed talking with you um, all the way from Chile. And uh, there are some links in the show notes to learn more about the Pinal Foundation and Josefina's work. You can check out those links. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, what did you learn today about Pinal that you could apply to the transformation of your learning environment? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources that Josefina shared, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for Season 5, Episode 42. And that's all for now. We'll be back soon with another conversation featuring another innovative thought leader. Thanks again, Josefina. Thanks, Josefina. Bye-bye. Thank you. Want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.